The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. If you want the answers, you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies to help you gain control over your life with MS using only the best insights, advice, and research from top industry experts. Not only that, you'll learn MS-specific exercises and tips to stay consistent, motivated, and inspired. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to our show. I am so excited because we have a very special guest with us today. We have Linda, who is actually one of my current Missing Link members. I have been talking to Linda for how long? Is, has it been a month or so? This, I just started my fifth week. Okay, perfect. So it has, yes, it has been a month. Yeah, so as we've been talking... I've been hearing what she's saying, and I feel like so much of what she's shared with me is so relatable to a lot of people with multiple sclerosis. So I just wanted Linda to come on and have a a chat with me today to share a little bit of her story and her journey thus far and where she's at currently with her goals. So Linda, we're just going to dive in. But actually, before we do that, I have these fun cards that ask interesting questions to help our listeners get to know each other a little bit more. So I am going to pick just a really random question. I'm not going to look at it first. So this is a question for you. Many people read electronic books. Do you think that takes away from that experience of reading? Well, absolutely not, because I also happen to have beside MS macular degeneration. So I can't read a book. So I have the only way if I'm going to see, listen to a book or, you know, enjoy a book is electronic device is by having it read out loud to me. So I don't know if it's a fair question to me, but if, if it wasn't there, I would have no option. I would never be able to read the book. I think it's a wonderful option. That's great. I love that answer. Yeah, this is a, it's called an interview deck and it just asks random questions to get to know you. So that's a, a great answer. Thank you for answering. Okay, so let's jump into your your life, your journey with MS. So I guess my first question is what was your life like prior to really finding me? You know, what have you been going through over the last over your journey with MS? Well, first of all, um, my husband and I decided to retire early. We don't have children. So I retired at 60. He retired at 61. And we said, we're going to just travel before we die. We're going to travel the world. And so for my 60th birthday, he said, let's start out in Charleston. You always love that city. So that night I'm in Charleston and I go to walk to a restaurant And all of a sudden, I thought, oh, my shoe broke. I can't walk. But here it was drop foot. At the time, I didn't know. So that ended the uh, 
the trip for a while. And we came back. I went to a neurologist and the neurologist said, well, you're 60 years old. Um, I'm sure it's not a neurological disease. I'm sure it's something like a herniated disc. And this is what he treated me for. So I since moved, uh, that was a retirement uh, community. I moved back to Jersey to be with my family. And I went to another neurologist and they found nothing at all wrong with me. Then I go to my gynecologist who said, no, 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 no. You go to this doctor and I went to another neurologist and he finally said at 61, you have MS. And he sent me to a, uh, another doctor who was the best in the city. And he said, uh, I'm going to put you on this Copaxone. And uh, that's where you're at right now. I did not realize it, but at the time he was doing a study for the, that pharmaceutical company. So I went from being walking in there and a year later, I was wheeled out. I could no longer walk. I spent a year in bed and I just knew something had, had to get better. I then through a series of events found another neurologist because I just was not staying there and um, went on, uh, he, what did he do? He sent me to get rituxan infusions. This is after a few different medicines. While I'm there, I'm reading a magazine and this girl said that she decided to change her life around by doing diet and joining um, uh, PT classes online. So I tried that. I tried this one diet and I tried this gym online. And that really, the diet didn't go so well. I had to change diets, but the PT helped me get out from a wheelchair to a rollator, which was thrilling for me. But I couldn't really walk, but I did make it back to the bathroom and back. And, and I thought, well, that's great. And then after a couple of years of that, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm just getting older and older. If, if something doesn't give now, you know, <laughs> I, it's not going to give. And I looked and looked at the different programs. I couldn't find anything. And I thought, well, I don't feel any better exercising. So I'm not going to exercise at all. Took a summer off. And the whole time I kept thinking, oh, you know, the guilt crept in. If I don't do something, it's just going to get worse for me. And I started to, and I followed on Instagram, Tripping on Air. So I noticed that you responded to a post and I thought, oh, Dr. Gretchen, who's she? You know, and I looked you up and I started following you on Instagram. And you had all of these little tips and tricks to do and everything just seemed to make sense and in the meantime I was talking to a few women that were older women that joined the same gym as me online and they were DMing me and they were saying this is crazy I'm not doing this I can't do 45 minutes of strenuous exercise I'm 70 years old and that's where I found myself I'm you know you're you're doing it and the rest of the day you're laying in bed because you're like, I can't get up. I'm exhausted. Right. So I started doing your program and I would do your, you had one for abling back. So I would do that. And then the penguin and then, you know, little things. And I kept on starting to put a little program together for myself. And I thought, Oh my goodness, 
this is really working. I mean, it's just everything is making sense. I'm doing these exercises. I'm not exhausted. I feel good about myself. I feel good. So my niece and my uh, my husband, they're talking to me one day on the porch and they're saying, go for it, Linda. You got to just do it. <laughs> and I did. And, and Dr. Gretchen, I have to say, I was just thrilled because I thought, I looked at it and I thought, oh, week one, you know, these like six exercises, that, I'll fly through them. Well, of course I couldn't. And I, uh, I did your modified leg kick and your modified um, marching. And for three weeks, when I was on my weak side, I couldn't move my leg at all. So that was like a little upsetting for me. And then week four, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I must have moved it two inches. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, it's week five, and I'm now up to maybe three or four inches. But that translated to um, I walk in the park with my dog and my husband, and we do this a few times a week. And usually I'll take like 20 steps. They're not great steps. They're steps where I'm taking and I'm dragging my right leg, my weak leg, till the point of exhaustion. I'm sitting down and I'm just saying, oh my goodness, I got to get back to the car. And um, this week I went and went to the park and I took my 20 steps and I took another 20 and I took another 20. And I kept thinking, well, not only am I taking these steps, but I remember what you say in your exercises. Make sure that they're good exercises that you've done. You know, yes, it's a good step. And that, and I was doing good steps. So I, Tom's hollering at me, my husband, and he's saying, I'll come get you. And I said, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> going to walk back, though, <laughs> which I did. And uh, I'm really proud of myself. And I, you know, I keep on seeing these little improvements. But also what I love about your program is that I look at it and I, and I listen to you all the time and I listen to you on Facebook and on Instagram and you're always like, well, if you can't exercise today, that's okay. You're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to, do, and you're going to look at it as exercise. So I think just knowing that that in the back of my mind, like it's okay if I don't, but then I always wind up doing it because I think, come on, Lynn, you can do this. And I do do it and I, and I love it. And it's short enough that I'm not exhausted and trying to recover for two hours. And, uh, I can now walk my husband and I, you know, now I'm going to, I'm 73, but we love to go out to lunch and have our cocktails and meet our family. And, uh, I now say, no, 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 I'm not taking the wheelchair. I'm going to walk into the restaurant. And I do. And I'm so proud of myself. You should be so proud I, of I yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I have something to look forward to. Yeah. I know that if I keep this up, I know that at some point I'm going to be walking down the street with my husband and my dog, and I'm going to be able to make it to the corner and back. And to me, that's a great enjoyment in life. So I, I'm just so thrilled that I, that I found you. Yes, me too. And one thing that I hope, actually a few things that I hope the listeners are picking up on, because it's something that I'm hearing as you're sharing your story is first and foremost, you are an advocate for yourself. 
the fact that you went to many different neurologists and different doctors is a sign that you were looking for an answer and that you wanted help. You, you weren't settling for, okay, this is, um, you know, a spinal issue or any of the answers that didn't feel or sit right with you. So I love that you not only have been an advocate for yourself in the healthcare system, but also that when you found something that wasn't working, you mentioned a nutrition program that you tried and did wholeheartedly committed to for a year and it didn't work. So you tried something else or the online program that was helpful for you, but then it stopped helping at one point. It got you to a certain point, but not any further that you didn't just stop there, that you decided, okay, let me find something else. What can take me to the next level? And I love that level of determination and resilience that, you know, a lot of people might reach those points and, and give up. And I think it's so empowering that you utilized all of the resources. And and I mean, you found me from Instagram, so it's great that you are open to those ideas. Now I am the type of person I've always have been. Uh, I am a doer and I'm a type A personality I used to get up in the morning at 5.30, even when I didn't work, and hit hit the boards running and make up my list and mark it off each, you know, each one that I'm doing each day. And um, people used to say to me, oh, my goodness, what you do in a day, I can't do in a week. And I've always been that way. And I've always believed that doctors are just people, too. And good or bad or right or wrong. And if you're not happy and, you know, I, I, I'm always kick myself saying, well, I shouldn't have stayed with that doctor for a year, but I thought I had to give this doctor a chance. And, and then my MS was brand new. And, um, but just because someone says it's so does not mean it is so. That's my philosophy. I am like moving one. And I think it's very, very important that if you're not happy with your program or your diet or something, you there's so much out there, you need to move on. You cannot just stay where you're at. Because things, it's like going to an airport and waiting for a cruise ship to come in. You need to be an advocate to yourself. You have to. I've always believed that. And I think that that's what keeps me going too. So I hope I keep that attitude. Yes, that's a great philosophy. And one thing that I hear a lot that that you're touching on too is that if people can't tolerate exercise well, meaning, you know, maybe they exercise but they're fatigued for 2 days after or 3 days after or maybe it's just yeah. one day, yeah. but it's so much fatigue that they can't do their daily tasks or you know, daily chores, activities. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned that that's something that was happening to you at one point. How do you navigate that now so that that doesn't impact you and prevent you from exercising? Well, I noticed that when I get up in the morning and I, I get up around 6, 630 and I do all my emails and everything else, I must exercise at eight o'clock because otherwise I start, uh, well, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll talk to so and so. No, you need to exercise and just do it. And I now sort of compartmentalize all through the day. I say in the morning, this is what we're going to have for dinner. And my husband, who never cooked a meal in his life, he made 
breakfast on Christmas Day only. He's learned how to cook everything. <laughs> He's been absolutely wonderful. So what I'll do, though, during the day is I'll prep that dinner for him. I'll uh, bake the chicken, and then I know that he'll take it, and he'll grill it that night for me. And uh, we sort of, uh, I do now, like, little loads of wash because I know that I can manage that small load instead of putting my all these towels in and or all this stuff no one little load I can put in the dryer and I can manage to fold that little load so I think now I've, I've learned and it's taken me a very very long time being a type a personality and a person that makes constant lists that you got to scale back you just have to do what you can do in your mind, you make up your list for the day and get done. Do your most important, prioritize, and then just get done what you can do. But always make time that for my lunches and to go out and to still enjoy everything. And I think it's more important to go out and to enjoy something rather than to get that little load of laundry done. That is, that's always going to be there. So, of course, I do have my husband, though. To rely on if I don't do it he'll do it for me so yes I'm, I'm taking everything you're saying into my own heart as well because I tend to have that similar <laughs> personality so one other question I have for you you've mentioned these amazing improvements by really just your fifth week as a member of the missing link you know you've mentioned improvements yes. in your walking improvements in strength and balance what do you think it is? And this might be a hard question to answer, but what do you think it is that has allowed you to see such improvements in just five weeks? Well, um, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were saying you can ride that bike all you want. It's in the long run, it's not going to help you take that great step. And I think it's I'm doing your ankle. Now, my ankle is like cement. To get it up, I use a strap and I try to help myself and I try to think about it for that ankle dorsiflexion exercise. But it seems to me that I'm doing exercises. I never really did an exercise that my right leg doesn't really, doesn't move. And I can't do marching. I could think about it from here to doomsday. But if I... You showed me the modified marching. So now, like I said, I started out with for three weeks. I couldn't move it at all. Then all of a sudden, two inches. Now today, I know I was doing three or four inches. And I think that through that marching, it's getting stronger. I'm able to pick up my leg more. And I know this sounds crazy, but through the ankle dorsiflexion exercises, I'll be laying on the couch watching TV at night. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, my right foot that doesn't move starts going, my ankle starts going. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I wish you would do this one soon. Yeah. But I mean, when I wanted to, I also, like, even I can feel the back of my leg, all my ex my nerves or muscles or whatever, when I do the leg kick. And I never had feeling back there. So I think that what you're showing us to do is to take all these little pieces and it's going to go and give me that great step. And that great step last week or, you know, a couple of days ago turned into like 60 steps for me, which is, I have not done that. I would have to say in like 12 years, 
I have not taken 60 steps in at least 12 years. Well, congratulations. So. That's a that's a huge feat. And you should be very proud of how consistent you've been because without your consistency, you wouldn't have met that goal. So so congrats to you for actually implementing the things that you're learning. And it, it, it's great because when my husband and I do travel a little bit, and we and I know that this is crazy, but it really bothers me. When we go to a rest stop, he has to then walk the dog take the dog back in. Then he has to take me in to the rest stop in a wheelchair and get me there. And then he's got to take me into the ladies room, which I know he doesn't hate, but he never complains. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I know it's like little things like that. It really, really bothers me. But now I know I can go to that rest stop. He can let me out with my rollator and I'll walk in myself, go to the bathroom and come back to the car myself. So yeah. to me, that would be a great feet that I don't have to put that extra on him and and to be able to do it myself it's you know it sounds stupid to somebody but that is like means the world to me yes it gives you that independence back yes yes it does it does so my final question for you is I want you for a moment to think back on some of the goals that you had before you joined the missing link and, and what those might be and how have those goals changed for you now that you've been a member for five weeks and you've had some changes already, you know, have your goals expanded anymore? And if so, what, what were your old goals and now what are your new goals? Well, my old goals were to be able to get out of bed in the morning, take my rollator and make it to the bathroom and make it back with no accidents getting there. And whenever I needed to go to the bathroom here, uh, downstairs to be able to just get my rollator and walk down that hallway and go to the bathroom. I mean, that it sounds crazy, but, but the bathroom was a big issue for me always because I had to get there, you know, um, I wanted to be able to go and walk into a restaurant with my husband and our friends and, not be pushed in all the time. I wanted to be able to do that on my own. I always feel that I know that I shouldn't, but I feel that I'm always inconveniencing everybody. Oh, you, you need to take me to the bathroom. You need to do that. You know, somebody's got to wheel me. Right. Because if we use a travel wheelchair. We're older and, you know, it doesn't have hand wheels on it. It's uh, those handle things. But so now it's not anymore. Now my goals are I to get my rollator and to go to the park with my husband to take a walk with him and my dog and to just to to walk outside and not worry about falling and being out there and I I have a whole new attitude because now I'm looking forward to doing all of this outside of my house things uh, walking down the pavement you know like walking down the street and and walking into the restaurant I now went from oh my god I gotta make it to the bathroom to oh wow I'm gonna take a walk with my dog and my husband so things have greatly looked up then yes and I'm so glad I found you <laughs> <laughs> well I, I wanted to ask you that question because I can sense a difference in you And in your goals, just even via email, when we were chatting, and even now, as we're talking face-to-face, I can feel your excitement 
for your new goals. And it's so exciting for me to think of, you know, having some part in that, but really you're the one again, that you're the one implementing everything. So I'm so glad to hear that your horizon is opening. You know, there's more for you to achieve now and, and that you can see that as possible for yourself. And I also feel like everything that you've shared just by talking to me just in this small time, we've, we've talked more beyond just this podcast episode, but again, it's so relatable. And I feel like a lot of listeners will, will feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. You know, those are my goals too, or, or that was, that's one of my symptoms right now. So I truly appreciate you sharing your story with us and sharing your time with me tonight to, uh, record this episode. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for giving me the tools of making those dreams come true. And I appreciate it very much. Of course. And if anyone is interested in learning more about The Missing Link, you can go to my website, missinglink.com. That will also be in the show notes if you wanted to watch a behind-the-scenes video or I have the option to sign up for a one-on-one behind-the-scenes call with me as well. So if anyone is interested, just check the show notes. But that is all I've got for you guys today. Thank you again, Linda, so, so much for being here. And we'll see you on the next two. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am beyond grateful to have you as a listener. So as a thank you, I have something special just for you. I created a bundle of resources exclusive for the listeners of the Missing Link podcast who are looking for more guidance and tips to champion your life with MS. To get these resources, head over to msinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend. Or if you're on social media, take a screenshot right now and post it to your page or your stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to other MS warriors. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.